What's up, everyone? My name is Christian Baudenza Dittacchio. And this is Giuliano Clary. And this is Tifosi Football Radio. Thanks so much for joining us today on a lovely evening on Thursday, December the 17th. Uh, it's been a long time. It feels like it's been a long time, but it's Giuliano's telling me just before we started it's only been a week <laughs> um, apologies that we weren't able to get uh, a, a pod out for um, for a game week 11 but uh, for the city ah but we're gonna we're gonna briefly run through those uh, some some crazy games that happened there um, I'll just run down with some scores and then we have a couple things that we want to mention yeah um, and then we'll go forward with uh, getting into match day 12 that just happened that just finished today the Jalarasi finishing it off in style capping off a great ma- a great uh, midweek match day um, and then uh, we'll talk about match day 13 that's uh, that's coming up this weekend and then uh, just just A after A after A. Uh, we also want to talk about the Champions League group draws as well as the Europa League group draws for our Italian clubs some really challenging ties there uh, some relatively easy ones in the Europa League for the Italians, but we'll we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, so let's just jump right in, as always. So Sassuolo, uh, Sassuolo Benevento, Benevento. It was a one nothing win. Sassuolo didn't really play that well. No, they they were, they played terrible. Actually, yeah. they ended up getting a red in the 49th minute. Benevento, 30 shots total in this game. Yeah. Insane, thirteen shots on target. That's how great Consigli was. Not even, not to even concede. That's why I put him in, or we put him in the team of the week. Yeah. Even though there was standout performances from Cranio, but to concede taking thirty shots is insane. And uh, so Swallow not playing good anymore. No, they're not. They it looks like the fires run out. We'll uh, talk a little bit more about them in uh, the after match day after their fixture with match day twelve. Uh, Crotone shocking the world. Yes, putting in four <laughs> goals. Winning four one, they must have listened to my pod. They must have listened, or sorry, they must have listened to our podcast. Got and all the Calabres fired up. Yeah, definitely did. Uh, some extra pepperoni. Actually, actually, one of our listeners, shout out to Robbie Prokilo, messaged me and said, uh, "Take it easy on the Calabres teams. Take it easy on Crotone, huh? I'm never gonna take it easy on Crotone. Sorry, Robbie." Uh, um, but uh, yeah, so Crotone four to one. Big upset in my books. They got their oh, win. Yeah, big upset. I don't know when they're going to win again after this, though. But uh, yeah. something to build off of. Yeah, Junior Messias coming out, scoring two goals. Yeah. Two beautiful goals. Yeah. Eka to the Polish international scoring. Yeah. But the same thing. Spezia dictating the play. Yeah. Kind of pushing Crotone right into their end, and Crotone just counterattack with yeah. lethal. Uh, Spezia just got too maybe confident with that game against Lazio. Yeah, they outplayed them. Definitely, the same thing. But they got annihilated on the counterattack again, and yeah, kind of summed up that game. Pretty much, pretty much. So Crotone four to one victors of Spezia, moving quickly right over to Udinese three to two victors over Torino. This game was back and forth. Yes, uh, Udinese. Yeah, what can I say? What they can you are, say? They're playing great these days. Yeah, they are. They're playing really good football these days. Torino, unlucky. Unlucky. Another loss. <laughs> Joe Paolo's we'll still at the continue. helm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll see that continue with Roma today. Exactly. Well, Bellotti played good. Yeah. Boy, Bellotti played good. Pesueto, again, with another good performance. Yeah, definitely. I like Udinese have changed their tactics. Scotti has gotten away from the target man. Yeah, Kaka, he did. And he's gone now with two rapid players. Yeah. Uh, Dulefeu. Pesueto, who run the channels, Rodrigo to Paul, that he's the guy yeah, on his team. Absolutely. And, uh, 
Washington user. Now they're kind of the best of the rest. They are. After the, the big eight, I'd say, in City. They are. Udinez has figured it out. They're not going to get relegated this year. So no, I got one no prediction way. wrong. <laughs> but anyways, uh, moving on. Verona, you called this. You did call this upset. Did I? You did. You said a Verona win. Oh, I thought I called too many. I don't even know. I thought it was a tie. I called the tie, but you actually said take the Verona win in this game. So Verona capitalizing on their chances. And uh the best again. Yeah. Yet again. Big game. Yeah. Absolutely. Meze, who's not a I wouldn't call him a true striker. He's more of a midfielder, French uh player, great footwork. He got the goal rounding Pepe excuse me, Pepe Reden in this game. Yeah. Slana pass him off a Radu a mistake. And Verona just they capitalize on teams' mistakes. Lazio kind of slowing down a bit. Yeah. I don't know what to expect from Lazio anymore. We saw two, which we'll see in the midweek fixtures. Lazio hasn't been looking good. No, and goes back to my theme with depth and just survive. And this Lazio team is burning out now. It's yeah. uh, they, they can't handle playing two times a week. It goes to show you. They really can. They look exhausted. And uh, Verona capitalized. Congratulations to Verona. Big 2-1 to one win. Uh, let's move on. Yep. Of course, I know you got a lot to say about this one. Inter winning 3-1 to one against Cagliari. Yeah, Inter playing. So this is coming off their exit from Champions League. We, yeah. we were talking about how how is Inter going to respond. And the Inter that was brought out, it was brought out. Uh, he brought in an offensive midfield of Erickson, yeah. Brozovic, Barella, I saw that team sheet. I was like, wow. Yeah, he changed he, it he's up. He changed. You know, the media got him. Capello got yeah. to him. Is this his plan B? Yeah. I'm thinking. And uh, he started with Lukaku Sanchez up front. The weird thing is, that midfield played really, really good the first half. Couldn't get a goal because of Cranio's playing the best game of his yeah. life. Then they went into the second half. Brings off Erickson before the 60th minute. Yeah. Erickson gets off the pitch swearing at Conte. I think that's the last we'll see of Ericsson now. Obviously, yeah. something happened in the change room. Definitely. Conte goes back to his old ways, brings on his uh, his typical substitutions. Yeah. They're playing terrible, yet somehow managed to score three goals. Yeah. So they, they play good, can't score. They play like absolute garbage. Yeah. And they score three goals. Yeah. That's crazy. So my, it's, it's very weird. They're playing bad, and they're somehow winning, which we're going to also see this yeah. weekend. And uh, my biggest fear out of this game was, does this justify Conte in his head? Does it justify me not playing an offensive team? And it goes to show it did because the Napoli lineup, he goes back to his old ways, yep. of course. And uh, still ekes out a win. Still Which winning with this, with this crappy play. But yeah. And turned up winning. Cranio amazing in this yeah. game. And Danovic doing himself no favors. I think he should have uh, stopped yeah. the Sotil shot. Yeah. Conte thought it was a world-class uh, shot. I didn't think so. Kind of how this game went. Inter crap, but they somehow win. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we'll talk a little bit more about Inter uh, down the road. But uh, for those of you that are interested, follow footballitalia.net. Uh, they actually have an article uh, based is Antonio Conte just out there to humiliate Christian Eriksen. I think the whole world is seeing this now and they're getting really frustrated yeah, a lot of the, a lot of the Inter fans are frustrated. With yeah, now we're it's done. We're gonna yeah. lose a. 
Yeah. A good player. Definitely. And now the rumors are Papu Gomez yeah. is having a falling out with Gasparini. He's going to come to Inter, but... Yeah. Inter's in the... There's a rumor... with everybody. The rumor mill is flying with everybody. And I mean, I was gonna, I'll talk about it a little bit later, but uh, Inter's also linked with bringing Graziano Pelle back to Italy. So, uh, as a backup that's a, that's to Lukaku. A Conte, that's a Conte and a half signing. That's a Conte and a half signing. We'll talk about that a little bit later because yeah. I really want to break down that rumor. Because yeah. when I saw that, I almost jumped. <laughs> not, for, not in a good way. But... Uh, uh, so Inter three one victors there quickly Napoli beating Sampdoria two to one. It was a good game. Yeah, I don't think I can't really don't think you can fault Claudio Ranieri the way he approached this game. No, they um, played good. The they defense, did. Uh, Lozano comes on and yeah, goal and assist. He comes on in the second half yeah. and, he, and he hits the bar. He completely changes the game. Yeah. Big Napoli. saves by both goalkeepers in this game too. Yes, yeah. Emilio Darrow, man, he's 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 solid. But going quickly is just back two seconds to to Cagliari. Alessio Cragno. I forgot to mention this, so it was funny. Right after the game, his agent came out and said Alessio Cragno is ready for a big club. So I think you're gonna, yeah, I think you're gonna see Alessio Cragno move on. Uh, Inter should be on alarm for that. So you guys are in need of a goalkeeper. Alessio Cragno could be your could be your guy. Um, Napoli though. I, I believe Andrea Patania scored the second goal in this game. He's starting the fire. Gattuso has faith in him, and you can see he embraced Gattuso after he scored because for the faith that uh, Reno Gattuso gave in him. Until he lets him down this midweek. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what? It's growing pains. It's He's still such a young player. It's it's hilarious um, how young Patania is. It feels like he's been around forever. But uh, he's still in his early 20s. He's got a lot of room to improve. He's not even hit his peak yet. So I think he's just it's just growing pains for him. Um, Atlanta winning 3 nothing against Fiorentina. No surprise here. Uh, no. No surprise here. The only surprise being that follow with Papa Gomez. Yeah. He uh, came out in the media. Yeah. And he said, this is my only platform to talk because uh, he has none. Yeah. And he says you're gonna hear the right the real story when uh, when I leave the yeah. team. So this happened in the locker room of, of the Ajax game. Yeah, the Champions League. Uh, yeah, of the Ajax game. So I I, I want to break that down a little bit more when we get back to Atalanta because I have a couple of thoughts about what he did yeah. and what he said. Um, but moving on quickly because we want to get to match day twelve. Roma huge thrashing of Bologna. <laughs> huge thrashing. Showing shown how it's supposed to be. Yeah, showing no mercy. To this think, Bologna team, have the most goals now in the league. They must be. Uh, they're they up, there. up there. They must be. They're up there. They're up there because they've had a couple yeah. uh, high-scoring games now. Yeah, it all started with an Andrea Poli own goal in the first five minutes. Yeah, and then uh, and then Roma gift, just gift by the former Milan player. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and uh, Roma just ran rampant in the first half. Brian Cristante putting the ball in his own net. That was the one goal. Yeah, that downfall. Was. He actually got uh, he actually got suspended for the game in the midweek for blasphemy because he took the God's name in vain. And you can't do that oh, in Italian football. So he got a one game <laughs> suspension for that because you could see him mouthing it on the camera. And God said you're going to score an own goal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, Roma, huge thrashing of Bologna. The Romans are coming, people. They are coming. We're gonna get more into we're gonna get more into them yeah. in in, uh, in match day twelve. I got a lot to say about them. They're very good things. Jacko finally having a big game. Finally, Pellegrini is on fire. Yep, on fire. Mkhitaryan. Mkhitaryan. Also. But how about Jordan Vertu? Yeah, what a signing this guy was. Yeah, this guy is. This guy came in as a holding midfield. He's playing as an. He's playing up top. Fonseca's got him up top. I think Fonseca's found him in a sweet spot. 
I can't believe Fiorentina gave him up for nothing almost. I know. What a joke. But uh, thank you very much, Fiorentina. Uh, so f- Roma, 5-1 victors there. Juve beating Genoa 3-1. Pinaldo strikes again. <laughs> it seems like this is the only way he can score these days. Seriously. So he's going to be a good fit at Man U when yeah. they transfer, apparently. That's another rumor. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Ibala breaking the duck egg. Yeah. Uh, gets his first goal. He played yeah. probably the best out of all the players on the on his team. Yeah. On the field, Sturado gave them a bit of a scare. The former Juve player drawing the, uh, bringing the game to a tie yeah. at one point, but uh, two Ronaldo penalties. Yeah. Which the penalties did seem... They were legit. They were legit. They were so. legit. They were legit. And uh, no, no surprise with yeah, Genoa Yeah, playing good again. Yeah, Peden really brings some confidence into this Genoa yeah. team, which you'll see in the match day 12 mm-hmm. game, which I can't wait to talk about. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Juve 3-1 to winners there. Uh, Milan... Tying 2-2 against Parma, dropping two points here. Seems like Parma had a 12th man on the field, and that was the post. <laughs> uh, Milan hitting the post. Milan should have won this game. I, I, I agree with the pundits and what they said. Milan should have won this game. They fully con- out- outclassed Parma in this game. It was, just, it was a battle between Milan and the post. And, yeah. you know, they were able to squeak out a draw. Good for them. Um, so, you know, it, it's a it's it's not the best result, but it's worse than a, it, it's better than a loss, right? Yeah, big injury in this game, Gabia. I when I yep. saw it happen, I yeah. knew right away his MCL was gone yeah. <laughs> from experience. Uh, so his he, that's another Kyer Gabia. Yeah, and then they brought in uh, young defender. Oh, his name slipped in my mind. I think it's Kalulu. Yep, his name is, I think uh, so. Nineteen year old. Anyway, you'll see him. He featured in this game. He features in the midweek yeah. f- fixture as well. Actually, plays a big role in that game. Yeah, and uh, Donnarumma. Not doing too great. Not doing too great. Both goalkeepers didn't play as great. And the one thing I wanted to mention in this game that I took a note of is I, while watching this game, I don't know what's happened to Luigi Giuseppe. He's lost all confidence. He's not looking confident. Oh, he played. He played good. He doesn't look confident. He played good in the Wednesday game. In the Wednesday game, but yeah. this game he did not look confident at all. He looked flat-footed. He was slow, really slow reactions, frozen most of the time. Yeah. It was it was it was tough to watch. It was tough to watch. But they part of my hey, they were able to salvage a draw in a game that they should have lost. So yeah. good for them. Um, that quickly wraps up match day eleven. Now let's move on to match day twelve yes. that just took place uh, this past midweek. Uh, a lot of ties. A lot of ties. Only three teams winning. Three, yeah, three teams winning, and one of them was not expected to. I don't think. Yeah. Um, but we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll talk about that a, l- a little bit later when we get into it. But let's let Udinese Crotone playing out to a zero zero bore fest. Yeah, terrible way to start. Terrible way to start. But uh, credit to both Good. goalkeepers, yeah. Pusetto and Cordaz, right? Or um, Cor- uh, not Pusetto, Musso, Musso and uh, Musso and uh, Cordaz. Especially Cordaz, he uh, played a huge role. Yeah. Six saves. So. Great game by him. He he saw he got them this point, Cordaz, with that performance. He's the captain. That's what the captain does. Big points, vital points for uh, Crotone. Udinese, whether they got the points or not, it really didn't matter. The Paul again shining for his team. Just couldn't score the goal. He did everything but score. And uh, Udinese, they are impressing me. They are going to be a yeah. very hard team for the top uh, teams to beat. This well, year, they're going to be very difficult. It's like you said. They're very difficult to, to score on. Yeah. Very difficult to score on. It's 
they're just stubborn. And uh, yeah, yeah, they got it figured out. They do. They got the defensive side of the game figured out. Yeah. One of the best in the league, which we've said multiple times, and they got goal scorers now. So yeah, that's actually that's a really good result for Giovanni Stroppa now. That's four points. Four points in two games, games which has brought them on six points now. So they're right back. They're back in a relegation battle, right? There they you can, go, Robbie. They can, out, they can get out of it now. There you go, Robbie. <laughs> they got a chance, Robbie. Yeah. So. This week just gave them life. Yeah. Completely changed their season. It did. It did. So 0-0 draw there. Another surprising draw in the Inzaghi Derby. Benevento and Lazio 1-1. Inzaghi brothers. And the one... If you're Simona Inzaghi, you got to be disappointed. Yeah. If you're in neutral, you wouldn't have expected this. But I'd say Filippo's team, Benevento, got the better of uh, Lazio. They did. They did. uh, Lazio again. This is two games now where they had to bring the game to the opponent. Yeah. And they struggled. Yeah. So they lost Alice Verona when they had to go up front and attack. They lost yeah. now to Benevento when they had to go and attack. Yeah. This Lazio team is not a team that knows how to press a team in their own end. No. Play possession. They're not that's not the type of team Lazio is. No. And that's always been Simone Inzaghi's weakness. He's a he's a counterattacking coach. Yeah. And he doesn't have much variety in his tactics no what did you think of this performance it was uh i think it was a terrible performance on lazio's end um i i but i'm I'm not surprised because i will say again lazio has shown time and time again they cannot play twice a week they can't they don't have the depth to do it this team looks exhausted I know they've been short players uh, due to injuries and COVID-19 protocols and everything, but uh, I just, they they look, they look exhausted. They need to, they need, they need a night, they need some time off. Yeah. Like if you look at their city, ah, they haven't strung two victories together yet. Yeah. It's been a win, draw, win, loss. Yeah. They can't string two victories in a row. The only time they've done it so far this season was when they beat Dortmund. Yeah. They went into the Bologna game they won. And then they did it again, Crotone, and then they beat Zanet. So yeah. Besides that, they have not been able to string two wins. No. And if you can't do that, it, if you can't build momentum and go on a run, no. most likely going to miss out on Champions League. Yeah. And probably finish out of the Europa League spots. They will. The league's going now. They will. So Simone, he's out, he's underperforming. The only yeah. thing that's keeping this season kind of if we can say it's a good season, kind of is is because you got a big result in Champions League. By going into the next round, yeah, but, but that's probably going to be over very quick. Very quick, and then, uh, <laughs> and then is he going to start feeling the heat after? Yeah, oh, he will be. He's not having a good season. He will campaign. be. As a neutral, talking from a neutral standpoint, this is disappointing for Lazio. Yeah, talking from my standpoint, this is glorious. <laughs> As a Roma fan, I love seeing Lazio suffer, and I'm not surprised. I had them finishing out of a Champions League spot. I didn't expect them to be this low, but I'm not surprised. They're not going to have any European football next year, I don't think. No, they're not. They're really not. They, they look. They look. Going, no. They look terrible. You, they look, look, terrible. you look at the teams that are fighting for Champions League right now. Yeah. Milan, Inter, Juve, and Napoli. And Roma. You're going to expect four out of those five yeah. are going to go. Yeah. And down. possibly Sassuolo. You can't count them out. Yeah, yet. Sassuolo. I'm, I know they're going to count them out. Okay. I'm going to count them up. But then you got Europa League. You have you know, certain teams you can throw in that bracket too. And Lazio kind of on the out yeah. of the Europa League. So yeah. to get into Europe is going to be, like I said, it's a top eight this year. Yeah. The top eight teams are outstanding. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. And uh, soon I think you'll be able to throw Udinese into that mix. Uh, but uh, that being said, let's move on to the next game. Juve, Atalanta, 1-1. Golini. Yeah, the Golini show. That Chiesa goal, I have to admit, was a rocket. Both goals were beautiful goal. Both goals were beautiful. But then game. it was outdone by Remo Fuller's yeah. goal. Yeah, Remo. both of the both goals were were just outstanding. Yeah, yeah, absolutely outstanding. And uh, again, Papu Gomez starting on the bench. Yes, coming off the bench. But the second he came off the bench, you could see it. You could see a shift in Atalanta. So I just I just think that uh, obviously they got to resolve this problem real quick. Yeah. But uh, in in this game per se, I think one one was fair. Uh, watching this game, watching Chiesa flop to the ground, he was already on his way down with his screaming. Yeah, he's that wasn't a penalty. He's turning into a yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't a penalty, and it was just when Golini stopped that shot, and it was great. I loved watching that. I loved yeah. watching him stop Ronaldo. <laughs> Ronaldo. I don't think Ronaldo expected it to be honest with you. No, Ronaldo. I know he's he's carrying this Juve team kind he of. He really is. But it's honestly, what is Ronaldo doing these days besides scoring penalties? Nothing. This game, he did absolutely nothing. Nothing. The he was a ghost. Be- the game before, he was a ghost yeah, too. He was Unless a ghost. he scored those two penalties, he would have yeah. done nothing that game. Yeah. So he's got to step up and start contributing more if this Juve team is serious. Yeah. And they want to get another Scudetto and yeah. you know possible Champions League. Yeah. Uh, He's got to start performing better because scoring penalties isn't going to cut it yeah. for being the world's most, uh, well, one of the world's most expensive, yeah. uh, most highly paid players. Yeah. The defense, again, has to come into question. Nick Bonucci, they were good, but obviously they concede way too many goals. Way too many. And Artur, again, not the greatest performance. No. Rabiot played better when he came in. He did. And uh, what can we say, Golini? Outstanding, yeah, just stuck. He crushed Ronaldo, <laughs> crushed him. smoked him. It looked like a Rocky movie. Smoked him, <laughs> smoked him, absolutely smoked him. Yeah, and he stopped him. He stopped him. He made a stop the shot with his face, too. He did, yeah. He yeah. stopped the shot with his face on Morata, right? Yeah, Morata. You got another card you're saying? You got another card from nothing off to the ref being Alvaro Morata and then uh, I think he missed a, I believe he missed a sitter and Pirlo got so you could see Pirlo got so pissed he kicked water bottles over <laughs> um, Pirlo's feeling the heat I think a little bit it's tough because Juve they're clearly in the run stall for the league title yeah you know they're they're another team not playing great but they're at, up at the top yeah they haven't lost yet they haven't lost yet exactly so until they start losing yeah Really, they're not doing too bad. Yeah. Uh, they just came up against a red-hot goalie this game. Yeah, definitely. The tactics are working, I think, for Pirlo. I don't think it's terrible. I just think they got to stop relying on individual uh, performances. They got to yeah. start relying on the collective performance. Yeah, definitely. What's been scraping them by is Ronaldo will have a great game or yeah. or Chiesa will have a great game or Bentancur will have a great game. Yeah. They're not all having a great game at the same time. No. So Pirlo has to figure that out. On the other hand, you have a team like Atalanta. They are a team. Yeah. Because you really can't rely on any superstars in this no. team. So they play like a unit. They do. And you can see in the way they both approach the game too, uh, all the different philosophies and how Atalanta just seem more like a team. Yeah, they are. Now that we're on Atalanta, what do you think of the whole Papu Gomez situation? Because now he's, being, he, he's asked for a free transfer to leave. 
Yeah, I would love to know. He's up. I would love to have been a fly on the wall in the change room. There. Apparently, what do you? Yeah. Gasparini asked him to change his position, and he freaked out on Gasparini. Just because he told him to change his position. Yes, in the in the IX game, he needed to change his position. What could he have possibly? That's apparently what the story to. is. That's strange. That's apparently what the story is. If that's the case, as a manager, you have the right to tell a player wherever he's going to play, yeah. captain or not. Exactly. You cannot react like that. If the manager tells you, you "Hey, you're gonna you're gonna sit back a little bit," you're gonna sit back a little bit because he's the one that makes the shots, not you. No, exactly. Right? Where you know, Papu Gomez has been there longer than uh, Gasparini. I understand that he's a hero. He's an honorary citizen. He was there in the yeah. Eddie Reha days when they were fighting relegation Atalanta. Yeah. So is Papu Gomez the guy that makes Atalanta better or is it Gasparini who's come in, has brought them into Champions League, has got them into the knockout stages of Champions League back-to-back years now? So really, who is, who's the big dog here? Is it Papu or is it Gasparini? And I think the owners know Gasparini. The club has changed since Gasparini's been there and it, not the other way around. Gasparini is the X factor for this team. Yes. And if that means if Papu has to go, he goes because obviously they don't miss him because they can perform without him. They can perform without him. Malinovsky is more than a capable, uh, you know, replacement. The same with uh, Piscina too, another young Italian. That's the beauty of Atalanta. They can slot anybody in there and they keep going like a machine. Yeah. It's a well-oiled machine. It is. It's a well-oiled machine. If I were if I were Atalanta management, I'd say if you want the free chance for goal. Cincinnati, I think, was linked. At, uh, Cincinnati? I think there was an MLS team linked. Oh, there. God, he's not going to go to Cincinnati. Inter was linked. In- Inter would be... Inter, AC, and Roma are yeah. all three of the teams linked. I'd say one of the Milan clubs would make the most yeah, sense. Yeah, Roma doesn't make sense. It's just down the road. We don't want him. His family's there. <laughs> yeah. So he's he's already in Lombardy. It makes sense to just go down the street and go to one of the Milan clubs. But, but where does he fit in for each team? I think for Conte, he won't thrive in a Conte team. I'll tell you that much. If he's getting mad at Gasparini for time to switch positions, have fun with Conte. Yeah, maybe, maybe to spite Ericsson, Conte gives Papu Gomez a chance. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I see it. I just think this guy's got a personal vendetta on Ericsson. I think so too. Um, I think Pioli could better, better handle. Uh, yeah, but where do you put him in this Milan team? Well, there's also rumblings about. Uh, Hakan, if he's going to leave Milan. Oh, yeah, Chalanogu. Yeah, because there's been some uh, contract. I think they're getting it figured out. Yeah. He could come in. You know, he there's a spot to be filled in the attack and midfield position. You know, he can be slotted anywhere. Yeah. Uh, he's a versatile player. Yeah. I don't see him being bad for AC either. He'd just add more depth. To yeah. The team. No, it's true. True. Right. Well, proven City A player. No, he is a proven City A player. It was last team he was with, I believe, was Catania when they were in City A. Wow. Yeah, that tells you something. <laughs> That's a long time ago. Yeah, if anyone remembers those days. Yeah, seriously. I think there's three Sicilian teams in the city. Yeah, I know. That's depressing that there's not one. Not one. But uh, moving on. So, Juve and Atlanta play out to a 1 1 draw. Moving on. Spezia. My, my, yeah. Golini again. Sorry, I know we talked about Yeah. Him. Keep this up. I think he has a bright future. He does. Uh, outstanding game by him. Yeah, absolutely. Best goalie on the week when there was tons of good goalie performances. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you 100%. Let's move on. Spezia Bologna, 2-2 draw. Parma again with another draw. 
What's that? Parma getting another Parma? Another result here. Three draws in a row. Hold on, hold on. Are we talking about Parma? I thought we were talking about Spezia. Oh, you want to talk about Spezia? Let's do Spezia. Sorry, sorry. No, no problem. Spezia 2-2. No An exciting game. This was the best game of the week. Yeah, the most exciting for sure. Yeah. The most exciting. Um, <sighs> what do you want to say? <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I expected more from Bologna in this game, to be honest with you. I expected more from them because they went into a retiro, which is a, a, a retreat right after the Roma game because yeah. Mihalovic goes pissed off. <laughs> And uh, they they just well, they still they had know, the chance to win it at the end. They did, they did. After Provedal got chipped from forty yards forty yards out from yeah. Musa Baro, Baro yeah. had a penalty at the end. Yeah, and Provedal made up for it with a beautiful penalty save. No, it was awesome. It was awesome. I think he made two saves. It yeah. was a rebound as well in that. So yeah. it was crazy end to the game. No, definitely. Spezia playing attractive football. Yeah. And Zola again. Two goals. Two goals. Spezia play nice. They just start starting to concede too much. Yeah. They uh, are. So the balance, Vicenzo, he's gone a little bit too offensive. He's dropping way too many games. Yeah. When really they should be they should be picking up they should. more points, Spezia. They should. The way they're playing. But they leak too many goals. Bologna bottles off penalties now. Mihailovic said he's done. Yeah. Again, the penalty too in this game. So the refereeing this game this week was pretty poor. Giacomelli gave the penalty to uh, Soriano for falling over. Yeah. Barely even got touched. Yeah, exactly. What a surprise. Yeah, I think it was uh, Ehrlich made the whatever it was, the brushed him or whatever. He didn't yeah. even touch him and Soriano yeah. just fell over. I don't know. It's only been really two rounds where refereeing has been bad so far to see it out of, out of 12. Yeah. So I can't complain about the refs, but another... Juve, this game, and the other games we're going to talk about, another poor penalty call that gave Bologna a chance to win, and they couldn't do it. Yeah. Well, with that draw, Spezia sitting in 16th place with 11 points. So they're they're four points above the drop. And Bologna... What did we say? Spezia yeah. punching above their weight. They're going to start plummeting at, you know, down yeah. the table. And that's they what are. happened. Yeah, they are now. They are now. And Bologna sitting in 12th place with... Uh, which is odd. I I didn't think I'd see when I looked at the table. I couldn't believe that I was seeing Bologna sitting that high. Yeah, yeah. Well, tied with Cagliari. Yeah, they're, they're obviously it goes to the top eight or nine, and then you see, you're going to start to see the the, yeah. the gap, right? But uh, credit to both teams. They both got a draw. They both got a point. Uh, do you want to talk about the Parma game next? Sure. Okay, let's talk about the Parma game next. So, a 0-0 boar fest. Yes. At the Ennio Tardini, but like you said, Luigi Seppe. He made there's he made one outstanding save, kind of underrated. Yeah. He, uh, I don't know, the camera angle was beautiful for it, where he just stuck his hand up right underneath the bar, literally just with his fingernails, just poked the ball right over the bar. It was going right underneath the crossbar. Yeah. He made it look so nonchalant. I love that save. I love the camera angles on it. If anyone could get a chance to look at that, look at that Check save. Check it out. Uh, but besides that, this game was pretty, pretty yeah. boring. Azorio, though, turning out to be a good defender. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, absolutely. This is absolutely. another big game for him. Yeah. And then, so, the, you know, Parma, two big two big draws for them. They were they were literally just hovering above, and now they've kind of built a bit of a momentum, and now they have they have their five points above the drop now. Yeah. Sitting in 14th place. 
how did they sitting where we thought they would? Mm-hmm. Mid table, mid table, lower mid table with uh, twelve points. Listen, you look at thirteen the, points. You sorry. look at their last six games. These two teams, they've yeah. only they've only won once. Both teams in the last six, but wow. Parma's only lost once yeah. in the last six, and Calgary's lost twice. So yeah. Again, very difficult teams to beat. For sure. They got great goalkeepers on both teams. Yeah. They can pop them with goals every once in a while, rely on their defense to scrape through uh, to get their points. But yeah, absolutely. Parma undefeated now in four games. Wow. Since they moved the to road. the four. They haven't lost in a month. Since Kraus told them to move to the four-man defense. Yeah, Kraus, maybe you should be manager, Kraus. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, well. But Let's move on. Leverani uh, saving his job. He is for now. For now, let's move on to this. Let's let's talk about Verona Sampdoria. Silvestri playing his first bad game of the season. Yeah, like Sampdoria winning this game. Like, what's going on? That was a surprise. That was two good goals though. If yeah. Look up Bechtel strike outside. Yeah, the team. it was awesome. And uh, Valerio Vere too. What yeah. a beautiful goal he scored. No, they. But Sampdoria, they just managed to. Completely shut down Verona. You know, it was one yeah. of those performances. Sampdoria, again, Verona, a team that struggles playing on the front foot. Yeah. They struggled. They couldn't get it done with Di Carmine up front. Yeah. Salcedo Barak ended up getting a red, actually, on the weekend for a stamp. <laughs> so he wasn't in this game. And he's a big part of the team up yeah. front. So uh, Eddie Salcedo, the inter-youth product, stepped in. He was okay. Got a yellow. Yeah. Or, sorry, Barak got the red in this Barak game. Barak got the stamp. red in this game. And, uh... Yeah, they they just struggled going forward. Veloso, Veloso couldn't string it together. Faraoni, they just couldn't do nothing. No, they couldn't. Ranieri had, had an answer for everybody. Mario, he's a great coach. I think the only game where they were totally blown out was the Juve game. Yeah. Other than that, true, they've, been, yeah. they've been in every game. So credit to Claudio Ranieri. Tinkerman has still got yeah. it. And some some other outstanding performances, Alex Ferrari. Yeah. That was probably he was probably the best player on Sampdoria yeah. and Coley too, as well. Omar Coley, great performance in the yeah. center back positions. Absolutely, those, those two, I think, carried the team in the defensive end. Yeah, they're the reason why uh, Verona really struggled. Absolutely, great, great team performance by them. Great team. So with that win, Sampdoria staying in eleventh place. That's fourteen points for them. And Hellas Verona sitting in uh, seventh place, just outside a Europa League spot, right? I believe. Yep, it's just Europa League spot right now. So I'm surprised they lost this game, but you know, head down, keep keep your head down, keep doing what you're doing. It's gonna happen. It'll be interesting to see how they bounce back next week. Yeah. Uh, but let's move on to this game. Inter. Yes. One nothing victors over Napoli. And you you asked me at the beginning. If Roma is the the leading the team with like the most offensive team, shockingly enough, it is Inter it's with weird. thirty goals. I don't understand that. It is. It's weird. I don't understand that at all. I can't believe that. I can't believe the stat either. I can't believe that when I look at the table, Inter is a point behind Milan right now. Yeah. And when I look at the table, yeah, that they have the best offense. They're very. It's very strange because they're not playing like a team. No. That's number one in any category. No, not at all. And Lautaro Martinez has been abysmal. He has been terrible. Inter was horrendous this game. Terrible. Yeah, they were. That so the, penalty saved them. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. To segue from the weekend game, this is what we're talking. This is what I was talking about. Now, Conte is he going to go back to his garbage tactics that he was playing in the Champions League and all season? I I say garbage, but they're in second, so 
what do I know? But he brings these guys in. They play terrible. Yeah. Five shots against Napoli, 17. Yeah. This is the first game where Handanovic won his team points along with the referee won into some points too. Yeah. This is the first game where, uh, like you said, big teams get help. This is one of them. Mm-hmm. Juve too got help. Yeah. Can capitalize on it, but this is where big teams get help from the ref. Yeah, refs, uh, whether the players influence that or not, I believe they do. But enter terrible, yeah, just absolutely terrible, absolutely terrible. They were they, lucky, they were lucky to get this win because they didn't deserve it. No, the way and this, but and the, this, the crazy thing is, this justifies Conte's I know stupidity. I know the way he approaches the games. It I just know justifies it because he can set up the team like absolute trash. And they can still, and they still win. squeak it out. But when he sets it up in a nice offensive way like he did the last game, yeah. where they could control the game, outshoot the opponent, create... Like I said, Erickson created so many chances. Just yeah. La, uh, Sanchez and Lukaku couldn't score. And then they go back to playing, you know, behind the line, behind the midway line, playing in a shell, yeah. counterattack, the same exact, launch it up to Lukaku, play one-twos with Martinez in midfield, and then you do a third-man run, one of the strikers launches it, and he runs onto the ball. That's what they tried doing. Yeah. Napoli had the answer for it. And they, and he just went back to the same old crappy tactics, and uh, he's going to continue playing this crap way. He is. And I don't know. I Honestly, there's no way they can continue winning. There is no way. Because um, if it wasn't for the ref and Handanovic having a rare good performance these days, Napoli would have... Yeah. One like five nothing. If you're a Gennaro Gattuso, you can't help but be disappointed about this game, about this result, because you do- you totally dominated Inter. You had all these chances on Drepatania missing hit the post. Hit the post. They but this is the thing. That that inter defense this is what I saw from this game, is that inter defense, they just they were ball watching. Patania had time to turn around and hit the post. Zielinski had time to come in and take shots. And again, Patania, he gets his chance from Bastoni's side. Bastoni yeah. is a liability. Yeah, he is. He's a liability. Defensively, he's not a good defender. What did you think of the Lorenzo Insigne red card? A joke. Yeah. I thought it was a joke. I understand the rules. Okay, you can't, you shouldn't be swearing to the ref, whatever. But at the same time, listen, he didn't swear in his face. He didn't show no aggression to the ref. Yeah. There, it's one thing. Listen, it, life isn't black and white like that. Yeah, life is never black and white no. like that. You no. can, you can swear. Everyone's sworn at the ref. You played the game. Yeah, I can understand if he went in his face. He's yelling at him, yeah. and threatening his life, whatever. Then you give him a red. But if he just tells him to go f off as when he's walking away, that's not worth the red. No, I don't care what the rule book says. Yeah, it's a yellow at max. And on top of it, he's that was wearing frustration. he's wearing a captain's armband. Apparently, the ref was telling Gattuso how how good of a how honorable Insignia was being before. Yeah. You know, showing good manners and stuff. And then, and then he has that little freak on that shows him a red two minutes later. Yeah. Very weird. I don't know. Yeah. Strange, man. Terrible. Strange. Terrible refereeing performance again. Yeah. This but time by Massa. Worked out for Inter. It did, big time. They worked don't, out for They Inter. don't deserve to be uh, a point behind Milan. Yeah, second place. Conte. The Inter's playing like garbage. They're playing like garbage. But Inter, gotta Inter's got, got a tough schedule coming up. They got some big teams that they still got to play. Yeah. Right? They do. They still got some big teams that they got to play. They almost got to play everyone at the top of the table still. Yeah. So. Which they struggle against big teams. Yeah. I think this is the first time that I can remember in a while that Inter's beaten a top opponent. Someone that outplayed them. Yeah. Play for players, you know. It's so ironic, I have to say. It is so ironic that Antonio Conte is admin on, on getting rid of Pazza Inter 
If he wins the Scudetto, it's going to be a Pazza Inter oh win. God. He's brought it back tenfold. He's made it worse, I think. Yeah. I think he's made it worse. So, But, hey, you guys got the win. Take it and and run with it. And hopefully that... Uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not happy with it, but... Take it. You got to at this you point. You got to take it. Just You got to hope uh, performances improve. Yeah. And uh, on Napoli, too. This is a team, if you're going to win a Scudetto, stop choking when yeah. it matters. Yeah. This team chokes every big game. Yeah, every you, big game. You know, game. Napoli's up against a big opponent. Don't go with them. Yeah. Don't side with them. Only you know the, team they've beaten, the big team they've beaten is Roma. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they Roma, big team. <laughs> they, they smashed them, too. Yeah, Napoli. Um, yeah. One of the biggest choke artists. In definitely. The definitely. Uh, so that being said, let's move on. Fiorentina shockingly tying Sassuolo. <laughs> Yeah, they got a goal, but hey, it was a penalty. So Vlahovic too. Yeah, out of the Retiro, they got a. Yeah, a little bit. Ribery won the penalty. Yeah, he played again. He did. Frank Ribery played well. I just, I don't understand this team. Don't understand this fear. So, so the garbage. Garbage. Yes. This was the this was the Ribery show. If he wasn't on the field again, they would have done absolutely nothing. They sat back, they countered, so Prandelli did change, yeah. you know, to his opponent. He, yeah. Uh, but Sassuolo, they always like to play possession. Exactly. Anyway. You're never going to keep the ball against them. No, definitely not. Definitely but again, not. questions have to be asked about Sassuolo. Yeah. Again, dropping points. Yeah. What do you think is going on with the Sassuolo team? They've Maybe they've run out of steam or I just, or this has been on a huge run without Chicho Caputo. Maybe this yeah. guy is a big, uh, more of a big deal than we think he is. I think so. I, I think, think he's a big deal, but I didn't know he was this crucial to the Sassuolo team. No, I know. You you look at Chicho Caputo, everyone can get a a better view of him when he plays for the national team. And when, you, yeah. when he brought on Locatelli, Berardi, and Caputo, you can see the way they link up. The one-twos, yeah. passes into space. They, it's like they all know where the yeah. ball's going. Yeah. Ten steps before. It I mean, happened. he came on in this game, but yeah, it wasn't the same. He's obviously rusty. Yeah, Locatelli too. He seems to be running out of steam. He, he does, yeah. It was a bad challenge on it. Uh, it was. For the it was. Penalty. It was. I'll give credit to Domenico Berardi. He played a solid. He played a solid game. Yeah, beautiful pass. Beautiful pass to Traore. Uh, I picked up a yellow card as well, but uh, the standout guy has to be Kirkus in the back there, playing outstanding for Sassuolo there and. The other t- and Andrea Consigli again playing, playing very well. Decent, yeah, yeah for uh, for Sassuolo. So, but yeah, just to bring it back to Sassuolo again, continue with them. Berardi too, although he did put in a good pass for the goal. Yeah, he did miss a big chance to go. Up yeah, you know, and this he is did. this is the difference right now with uh, Sassuolo. They're not capitalizing on the moments when it matters. There was a, a point in the game where Drakowski made a save, but he spilled it right at Berardi's yeah. feet, and Berardi skied it over the net. Um, there's chances like that that are being wasted by Sassuolo, but it's holding them back. This shouldn't be a draw, but this Fiorentina team on top of it. No, it shouldn't be. So this is more of a victory for Fiorentina than it this, is. This is huge for Prandelli. This is his first point, right? Yeah. This is his first point in four or five games now. Honestly, if they keep this up, I, I, I would agree with you that they're going to probably go down. I don't know what Camiso's going to do after that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> He's one, one mistake after another, it feels like, for Rajo Camiso. And speaking of big misses again, too, 
but Agi missed a huge open net. So that's why Fidentina struggles. This team can't score. Sassuolo currently can't score a lot yeah. of goals. You can't score, you're going to struggle. Yeah. That's, that's, it's a very simple game. You got to yeah. score when your chances are. Absolutely. Up. Absolutely. And Bartolome Dragowski for Fiorentina. I mean, the past couple of games, you could see the frustration, screaming, the yelling at his defenders. They just, they just sit and watch. Yeah. Sit and watch. If I, if I was Dragowski, I'd be looking for a way out at this point. He's good enough to be in your club. Yeah, he's he's good enough. He, I think he'll be out. If Fiorentina goes down, he'll be gone. Um, let's move on to this next game. Big shocker. Genoa. I, out of all teams. Milan. 2-2. Mattia Destro. Back from the dead. <laughs> back from his break. <laughs> Comes back. <laughs> this guy plays bi-monthly. <laughs> hey, but he played well. He did he two goals well against his former team. Against his former team, he's played for every big team almost. He has he one has. of his former teams. He has, and uh, wow, what can you say? I mean, man of the match, I would say. Yeah, they just they 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 really struggled to handle Mattia Destro. It's like what Mattia Destro, and this is the leaders of Syria, and you're yeah. struggling to shut down Mattia Destro. Now I know, so we're gonna say. It. Gabi has been outstanding this season. He yeah. was able to fill in, yeah, and put in big performances. But now, when Roman when, Ramagn- when uh, Romagnoli wasn't there, when Kyra wasn't there, now his knees blown out. Yeah. Now you have uh, the young nineteen year old Kalulu. Kalulu comes in. Destro out jumped him for the goal. Yeah. He did get a goal back. Yeah. So he did make a difference, but this team at the same time. This team is screaming for Zlatan to come back. They are. Kalulu isn't Gabia right yeah. now. He's not Kyer. What do yeah. you think about Kyer being gone? What it has it done to this team? Oh, it's just made them so vulnerable at the back. Yeah. It has. They, 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 they're struggling. Romagnoli's been garbage. This is, uh, this is where I'm disappointed in Romagnoli. This is where he needs to step in. He's the captain for crying out loud. He is. This is, this is where you got to show Kalulu how to defend. Yeah. Show him how. Kalulu played him in this game. He did. Even though Kalulu, his one bad moment was getting yeah. beat to the ball by Destro. But besides that, he did. He played. Yeah. He played better. Yeah, he did. He did. But now this is. Uh, you look the last two games. That's four goals conceded. Yeah. And your schedule is only getting tougher, Milan fans. It's only going to get tougher now. Yeah, you have their next few fixtures. You have Sassuolo, Lazio, Benevento, Juve. Woo! So Woo! January. Here comes December. the fall. Here comes the fall. So it's going to be... We'll see what you guys say after that, that stretch of games. We'll see what you guys say. Looks like they're... Looks like they're losing momentum a bit. They are. They are. And you're going to... They're they're quite, they're trying to get Kyer and uh, Zlatan back in this squad as quick as they can. Right back, yeah. I don't know if that's... I don't think it's wise. Yeah. I don't think it's wise at all. Uh, Liao played poor in this game. Castillejo, poor. Rebic, poor. Dalot, poor. None of these guys. <laughs> none of these guys were ever superstars. I know, before, right? I know. No, I'm not. I'm not saying you can say they're poor. I'm just saying. Yeah. This is the problem with Milan. Yeah. Because that time you know what you're gonna you, what you're gonna get. Yeah. These, these guys have never been week in week out superstars yeah. for their teams or previous teams they played for. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. It's just. So they're 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 really punching above their weight right now. They are a young team. They are Pioli's, punching above Pioli's their weight. Pioli's doing a great job. I don't know his t- his lineup this week. This this fixture, I should say, I didn't agree with the Tonali 
Now, yeah. I know Genoa, you're playing against Genoa, but Tonali, again, he's not... He has good performance. He's going to be yeah. inconsistent. He's too young. He's yeah. not He's not at the level yet where he no. can play week in, week out. No. He was probably one of the... Next to Leao, one of the worst performers on the field. Yeah. I'd say. I would and, agree with you. And in the engine room, you shouldn't be getting outworked by Storaro and Laragere. No, you should. You should not be. And he was... Kessie had to do a lot of the work for him. Yeah. And that's where the weakness was for Milan. Yeah. You know, this is a huge two points dropped dropped what do you what do you think about this like Dalot played instead of Theo Hernandez it's the fall of Milan you think they're going straight downhill now it's the fall of Milan it'll be interesting to see how all the Milan fans react to this this big fall <laughs> it's the fall so how do you think Milan reacts to this there's gonna be pressure there's gonna be pressure now they the, the bar is now set higher than it should be they're feeling the pressure from a Inter, Juve, now, yeah. I think. Because yeah. now, now it's only one point difference between Milan and, and, Inter. and Inter. For Inter, if Inter goes on a run, watch out. If which, Juve... Which they are. They've now... Yeah. Inter's won... Uh, but if Inter starts to actually play decent soccer, decent football... No, I know. They've won their last out. five. If Juve starts to play, go on a run, watch out. And dare I say it, if Roma goes on a run, watch <laughs> out. If Napoli gets their heads out of their culos and shows up for a big game here and there, watch out. Look how many teams are breathing down Milan's neck. We haven't had this in so long. No. Anybody at the top, there's going to be so much pressure because you have to keep up punch for punch. They're still undefeated, though. They're st- you're still undefeated, Jules. They were, they they, they're still undefeated. Late goals rescued them two points out of a possible six. These were six points they should have had these past two games, and they dropped four of them. That's disappointing. That is disappointing. Like I know they're first. I don't want to get. I didn't think they were going to. But to Genoa, that's what worries me. Genoa, yeah. you are dropping points to Genoa. Yeah. I, I didn't think they were going to drop points to Parma or Genoa. Yeah, I don't think anybody did. Oh, it's the perfect time for Zlatan to get hurt. He'll be back in time for Lazio. Now you better hope he's back for Lazio because I think Lazio's going to give you guys a run as much as I hate to say it. Yeah, they look... Because they're missing two big pieces of their spine gone with Kyer and and Zlatan. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like I said, that worries me. Genoa, you shouldn't be dropping points. No, you shouldn't be dropping points to Genoa. If you're you're the Scudetto... And Milan's used to playing every three days with Europa League. Yeah. Genoa... They had to play, you know, yeah. some new players in this team. Yeah. So, what's going on here? You know, you can't win every game, but no, but you it can't, wasn't a good performance. You, you, you can't drop games like this. No, you can't drop games like this. Uh, Milan's still on top, hanging on by a thread. But here comes the fall. You think they finish top four? No. You think they're going right down? I think they're gonna fall in fifth or sixth. I had them finishing sixth. I think they're gonna fall there. With the teams that are breathing down their neck, I think they're just better. I, for me too, I think. Even though Inter's... Like I said, if Inter starts playing good, they buy into the Conte way, and they just somehow... And Lautaro Martinez starts scoring, I'd be freaking scared. I know, and they're they're five games on the trot yeah. playing bad. Yeah. <laughs> so they're bound to put string a couple of things together. And you know Juve is going to figure it out. You know Juve's going to figure it out. They're getting all their big games out of the way now, and they're going to have a pretty easy schedule for a little while. Mind you, they're dropping points to like teams like Benevento, but I think it's just a learning curve. When push comes to shove, Juve is going to be up there. They are. They are. For sure. 
But let's move on to the last game of the week. Let's talk about another top four contender here. Roma running rampant on Torino. They destroyed Bologna and they kept it up against Torino. Torino, Marco Giampaolo, how many games do you got to give this guy? I don't know. I don't know. It's, I don't it's know. time to go. Yeah, single, getting two yellows, and which resulted in an ejection. Uh, very poor, poor, poor. Could not handle that. Couldn't handle that side with Spinazzola, Ibanez, Mkhitaryan. This Roma team, wow. Wow. Zeko played poorly. I, I, I'll give you that. That Zeko played, he did play poorly. Yeah. Um, Borja Mayoral coming on, picking up an assist. Uh, Pedro. Instant impact by Borja. <laughs> yeah. Like, but I think Borja's finding his way. He's buying into the Fonseca system. Yeah. And, and this Roma team, they look they look really good. The one, the one bad game we've had this whole season was that Napoli game. That game against that last game in the Europa League where we got beaten three to one, nobody cares about because no, that game was nothing. That game meant nothing. Playing a bunch of B, yeah. B C team yeah. players. And look what happened. We played the B C T our, our B C team, then we came out against Bologna and destroyed them. What impresses me the most about Roma is so early on in the season we thought their defense was gonna be a lot of question marks. Yeah. And now but now Fonseca, they're healthy. Fonseca resolved yeah. it. Then it became about can Roma score against teams that sit back because Roma was dominating teams that were attacking them and they could run yeah. through, the, through the holes of the opponent yeah. and counterattack. And Roma was beating up on teams like that, Benevento, yeah. case in point. And then it came to a point where teams now, they figured, okay, Roma is lethal on the counter. Let's start sitting back. So, yeah. you know, for example, Roma's last game as well, they started playing teams that sat back. And now they're scoring against teams that can sit back, yeah. which is impressive. That's probably the hardest thing to do yeah. is score against teams that flood the penalty box with the players. Yeah. 11 guys in the in the box. That's that's the hardest thing to do in yeah. football is yeah. to break down a team that does that. And Roma not only get one goal, they get two, three. Mkhitaryan, the thing I've noticed the most about him, he doesn't need any more one, I mean, more than one touch to finish. Oh. He just, his goal instant boom volley yeah. smashed out of the post Milinkovic yeah. Savic uh, his brother and that there didn't even move yeah. Pellegrini same thing doesn't need two three touches yeah he just smashes it yeah top corner yeah that's just, the beauty of this team one touch finishers in this team all around yeah. none of this like uh, you know I'll point to Inter Juve suffer from this too Milan at some points too. These guys, some of the players on the teams like Chiesa, Ronaldo, Lukaku, Rebic, they got to take three touches before they get a shot off. Yeah. And by the time you get on your third touch, you, the goalie set, the defenders all get in position again. It just becomes more obvious what you're going to do as opposed to these one-touch screamers. They're so unpredictable. Yeah. And anybody who didn't get a chance to watch this game, look at those goals. Yeah. World-class goals. Tic-tac-toe. Bang, bang, bang. They're, that's scary. Yeah. They're, the opponent, you see that finishing? That's scary. They've bought into the Fonseca system. It works. He's found what works with this squad, and it works really well. And now we've got a healthy back line. Smalling's back. Yeah. Right? Smaldini Smaldini's back. He played good. The leader that we need back there is back. Mancini, the walking yellow card. He got one today. He was okay. <laughs> but Ibanez again. Outstanding. Yeah. Kambula's now... He's healthy again. He's going to be coming back too. Our, our star signing that we'll see in the future. The, this team just, it's exciting. 
It's exciting. Yeah, they they totally dominated possession in this game. I, mind you, yes, single did get the did get the the ejection early, but they just they went to town and. Yeah. Uh, Paul Lopez putting in a pretty good performance as well. Paul Lopez is getting his confidence back, yep. filling in really well for Antonio Mirante. Like I know, if you look at the stats for this game, people see Torino had 17 shots, yeah, more on target even than Roma. Than but Roma. if you look, if you look at finishing after the three goals, Roma dominated in them shots. I think it was 12 to five, yeah, something before. Yeah. After, sorry, after that third goal, yeah, Roma they took was, their foot off the gas. Roma was absolutely annihilated in them. Exactly, yeah. they took the foot off the gas, started. Yeah. a bit more defense yeah. chasing themselves and then that's when Torino started coming out yeah but that you know Torino wasn't in this game no. until the 70th minute let's say yeah the last uh, yeah and Belotti scores again Belotti does score again yeah what do you think of Gianpaolo benching Sirigu in this game I think it was the right move I think it was the right move and if I'm Roberto Mancini I'm starting to think of another deputy and we already know who it should be yeah I think so um yeah, Sirigu, I'm sorry you're supposed to be one of the leaders in this team. Yeah, You haven't not. had a good performance yet. You haven't won in your team any points. Nothing. Mind you, Savage hasn't, didn't have a great game either. But mind you, Savage has come in. He's come in cold. Yeah. When's the last time Savage has played, exactly. right? And the, and the finishes, too, were unstoppable. Yeah. I, Vanya Malinkovic-Savage, he's, he's huge, first of all. <laughs> yeah huge and he's only 24 so yeah. he's got a lot of time to grow goalkeepers age like a fine wine yeah. they're they're better in their later years like when they hit like usually a player's peaks around what 27 28 years old a goalkeeper is around 30 31 that's when they're at their best yeah. and then um but salvatore Sirigu, he, he's, he's, he looks like he's done he looks like he's done yeah it's a shame because uh Considering everything that happened, he had a. I think he had. A, he's had a stellar career. Yeah, his, his head just doesn't seem in it. No, he's he's totally checked. And out. where does he go after this? If Torino doesn't work out, where's he gonna go? Who's gonna? Who's there's so many good goalies. Who's gonna take a a Sirigu in their team? Somebody. He's gonna be, be a backup now. He'll either be a backup or he'll be the goalkeeper for a team that comes up next year. One shame, shame for a goalie like him. Yeah, it's it is a shame. It is a shame. Maybe the MLS. Maybe it's time. To- yeah, maybe. Let's have we move over and do something. But uh, Torino now sitting in 19th place with that on six points. They're tied with Crotone. How pathetic is that? Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> For a team that looks like a lot he, better, looks really good on paper, they look like trash. I said this was a big yeah, big week for Crotone. Yeah. Big week. They yeah, made up a lot of in. ground. They're in on it. Big week for Sampdoria, Roma, Inter, yeah, too. The only Roma. teams to win. Yeah, Roma moving into the top four. I'm telling you, watch out. The Romans are coming. We are coming. Watch out. Forza Giallo Rossi forever. Coming for the Lombardy region. <laughs> the Lombards. I don't know if we're ever going to get there, but... Coming for the Lombards. I don't know if we're ever going to get there. Um, so what do you want to do now? Do you want to do you want to go over match day thirteen, or do you want to talk about the Champions League and Europa League draws? Let's take a city out break. Okay, let's do that for a second. So let's move on to the uh, Champions League draw. Some interesting matchups here, but let's talk about the Italian ones first. Uh, personally, in my opinion, it looks like bye bye for two of the three. But uh, <laughs> let's talk about uh, let's talk, let's start with Bayern Munich and Lazio first. <laughs> Bye bye. Yeah. No. Nice knowing you. <laughs> the best team in Europe. Best is going Europe up against Lazio. Stylistically, though, Lazio have a chance. Dare I say? Stylistically, that is Lazio can sit back. Yes, I know Lazio can sit but back. But Bayern. But this is going to be a. 
Bayern onslaught. There's a chance for Lazio. I don't no chance. Very slight chance. No chance. Because the game's not being played till February twenty third. Mm-hmm. Sorry. We're gonna have the January transfer market. You know Lazio doesn't sign anybody though. Yeah. Uh can Bayern stay healthy? They lost Joshua Kimmich. Yeah. There are some questions. They're not leading the league table either in Germany. Not right now. Uh so there's a slight chance. Bayern obviously is gonna be everyone's favorite. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how Chiro does against some world-class talent in yeah. the back, against speed in Alfonso Davies, Alaba, yeah. who's not been converted into a center back. That'll be interesting to see how Chiro handles himself, and uh, it'll be interesting to see the quality of the Lazio midfield, how they yeah. can compete with arguably one of the best midfields in Europe. I don't think they can compete at all. I think it's just going to be a walkthrough. And it's shared to be, can he shut down Thomas Muller? Well, I feel bad because he's the only one that's going to give anything. Didn't it try to be shut down Lewandowski? I know it was a team effort, obviously, but... Team effort. <laughs> team, team effort. effort. <laughs> team effort. No hope, then. No hope. No hope. So, like, Yeah, first legs, February 23rd, second leg, March 17th. Yeah. I'm long, gonna, long way to go. Yeah, long way to go. We'll see what happens, but uh, congratulations to Bayern Munich on walking through to the quarterfinals. <laughs> Uh, another team that I'll be congratulating early is Real Madrid. <laughs> They're up against Atalanta. Yeah, I don't know if this is... Uh, Real Madrid's been knocked out in the last 16, the last couple of years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Atalanta can do it. I don't think so. Real Madrid got smashed by Shakhtar. Atalanta is better offensively than Shakhtar. Yeah, but... Uh, arguably play as a team, one of the best in the league don't have the individual talent that these teams have but as a team unit they play obviously as one of the best that's why they're here they belong here and real madrid has been has not been convincing either another team that's not on the top of their league i think a good i think real madrid terms yes they've lost to shakhtar they're having a they're having a terrible time in the in the league in la liga but if they're gonna find something to be positive about, something that they can go on a run for, it's the Champions League. Zinedine Zidane knows this tournament. He's won it quite a few times now with Real Madrid. And I just think he knows how to approach a team like Atalanta. I really do. Unfortunately, I think you see Sergio Ramos shutting down. Yeah, and he comes up at the header, clutch yeah. header. Like I, I, I just, that that's what I see. And I, I, I again, Atalanta, see you later. Yeah. This is the icing on the cake that talks that that dictates the fall of Atalanta. Your time has come. If Papu's not there too, I, yeah, they, Papu's they, probably not going to be there. They can play without him, but you'd you'd want him in a game like this, regardless yeah. whether you can play without him or not. Uh, yeah. No, I, I hate to write off Atalanta like that, but yeah, it's going to be hard. Atalanta, they in the previous Champions League run went up against Valencia. They knocked out a Spanish team eight four on aggregate. And then they lost to Petit Saint-Germain. So, in the quarters, I don't know. I'm going to give them a chance. See what they do in January, of course. Real Madrid, though. Let's see what they do in January. They'll probably make a big signing. I have a feeling. It considering the year, I still think Real Madrid will pull off some sort of signing. Let's see. It'll be interesting. We'll see what happens there. Now, let's move on to the team that actually has some hope. Porto will be paired up with Juventus. Yeah, Porto. Ronaldo's going home for a game. <laughs> Porto coming out of a stale group in yeah. Man City, but you know what? Juve, this is going to be a hard game for Juve. He's going up against Sergio, Sergio Conceição's team. Yeah. 
He gave Pep's team some run, you know, yeah. run for their money. Pirlo and his Juve, I don't think it's going to be as straightforward for you as we think it will. I think Juve is probably going to end up losing or drawing one of their games. You think so? I think so. They get So they have to win at home, Juve. Whatever happens in the Porto away fixture uh, will be interesting. Okay. I just I think Juventus is going to go deep in this tournament this year. I just think I, they're, yeah, I, I they're obsessed. As, I put them as one of the favorites. See, this is where I think the match of Porto has no problems. Portuguese yeah. style, sit back, defense, counter. They have no problems doing that. Yeah. Making the most boring game possible for you. Yeah. But I feel like Juve will fare better against the big teams like uh, Liverpool, like a Bayern Munich. They'll actually suit them because they'll yeah. be able to sit back, be more compact, and then yeah. they got the legs going forward. Yeah. But I think against a team where they got to come out, Juve, I just don't think Bonucci and De Ligt, I'm not convinced by them. And I think that's where Juve can be done. Because it's all it always comes down to the stylistic matchups. Oh, you're right. And uh, and it's proven in City. Yeah, Juve, although they have not lost, yeah, you don't have to lose to get knocked out of the Champions League. You know, uh, you can lose on penalties. You can lose on away goals. So you got to win. Winning against teams that sit back hasn't been straightforward for you guys. No, it hasn't been, but I think by this time they'll figure it out. Yeah, exactly. January transfer window. Again, February. Yeah. It'll be a month and a half pretty much by the time he gets yeah. to that point. So he should be more evolved as a coach. Yeah. Hopefully they stay healthy and go yeah. from there. Um, well, we'll give you a brief rundown of the other matchups. Uh, Sevilla playing paired up with Dortmund. That should be an exciting one. Just got fired by Dortmund. Yep. And they let him go. Yep. So we'll see what kind of a Dortmund team we get. Come yeah. Champions League, they're going to be a new look team. Yeah, I think so. So this is one of the big teams that let go of a manager. Yeah. Uh, Sevilla being Sevilla. And La Liga right now, they are in, sitting in sixth. So Sevilla, maybe they get out of this round, but I don't think they go past quarters after that no i agree i don't think i don't think either of them is gonna go deep yeah, so not gonna go deep i don't think it matters who comes out of this group in my opinion or this uh pairing in my opinion now let's move on to big frank frankie is gonna be going up with uh against atletico madrid yeah this is gonna be that's gonna be a good one it is it is uh that's gonna be a good one new look chelsea team yeah <laughs> excuse me had some taroni i'm choking <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, new look Chelsea team going up against Atletico Madrid. This will be interesting. Chelsea defensively, very sound. Yeah, since they've got Mendy. Yeah. Although he made some errors in the last game uh, yeah. he played. But he's since he's been there, their defense has been yeah, completely been. different. Offense, Giroud. They have three strikers that can score. Timo Werner, Olivia Giroud, Tammy Abraham. They have some of the most depth up front of all the teams in Europe. Yeah. They have pieces everywhere, this Chelsea team. A lot of potential. Can Frank get the balance? That's can the he, big question. Can he passes big first test. If he passes this test against Diego Simeone, Chelsea, I think, is a team to watch out for. One yeah. of the underdogs. Well, I agree with you. I agree with you. But I would give I'd give Atletico the benefit of the doubt. The benefit of the doubt. Because if it wasn't for Real Madrid, we'd be talking about as, of Atletico being one of the best teams in Europe. Because yeah. they went to two finals. They've gone deep. Yeah, the past five years every time, and they're a good team, Atletico. Yeah, they are. They are. That'll be an interesting matchup. Next one, I don't know how Manchester City gets such favoritism, <laughs> getting paired up against Borussia Mönchengladbach. 
Like, I don't get it. They get an easy a walkthrough group and now not wa- easy for some teams. <laughs> well, they got a walkthrough group and a walkthrough round of sixteen tie, in my opinion. I just this is the weakest team yeah. in the round of sixteen. Borussia, weird enough. So they qualify for Champions League. Now it looks like the wheels are falling off. Yeah. <laughs> Marco Rosa is being uh, hinted to leave to yeah. go to Dortmund in January. So if they lose their manager, they're not playing great in the Bundesliga. Yeah. I don't know. They were so fortunate to get out of this group. It's ir- it's irritating. They uh, were. This could have been interplay in Manchester. Could have been. Could have been. But uh, Man City should win. But Man City too. They're not impressive. No, they're, they're not. not an impressive team. They played that. I watched a bit of that Man U Man City game. That was my siesta. It knocked me right out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Most boring game I've seen this year. Yeah. Man per- City versus Man U. So Man City, I don't know what to expect of them. They're such a stale, boring team. Yeah. Uh, Gladbach, they should beat them. Yeah. Gladbach have shown counterattack. They're dangerous. Yeah. But we'll see. And Man City struggles obviously against. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, pure counterattacking team. They struggle against them. Uh, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens there. Interesting tie here, Barcelona and PSG. Yeah, Barcelona, although they've been poor, yeah. I think... Watch out. Watch out now. Yeah. I think the real Barcelona is starting to show. I agree. This is a repeat of the classic PSG-Barcelona yeah. matchup. They've been playing each other quite a few times the past uh, few yeah. years. Neymar is going back to Barca for a visit. Yeah, he's rolled his ankle in the previous game. Not as bad as they thought it was. He went off the field crying and everything. Uh, of course. Barcelona not too long ago, just three points above relegation. Now in La Liga, they're sitting in fifth. Two-game run. Yeah, they're on a run now. They're going to... I have a feeling, yeah, Barcelona are going to hit their stride. And uh, yeah. I think semifinals for them. I think they're going to fly under the radar. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. I think this is it for PSG. Um, last one on the tie. I think it's an interesting tie. Liverpool are up, paired up with RB Leipzig. I don't think it's going to be easy for Liverpool. Two German coaches, Nagelsmann versus Klopp. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be easy for Liverpool. I don't think so either. This is an injury-riddled Liverpool. Yeah. Who haven't been playing the greatest. No. They just beat Mourinho Spurs 2-1. That parked the bus. Yeah. Holy cow, that was a boring game. <laughs> Jeez. Nagelsmann's uh, RB, this is the tie of the round, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. It's going to be a tactical battle. You for sure it will be. Two teams that like to play Gengen pressing, which is German for counter-pressing, yep. which means when the ball hit the field, when the players are all out of position, you have your best opportunity at creating a goal-scoring chance. That's what the philosophy of both coaches is basic basically and uh we'll see yeah julian nagelsman he's been pulling up lots of roots recently this guy he's only 34 i think 33 or 34 yeah great manager and jürgen klopp who just won manager of the year well he he deserves it this will be a good test to see where he is a good barometer test yeah and i think he's up there he is up there he is jürgen klopp can do against the young german well, let's move on to the real tournament, the Europa League. Kind of is the real tournament. Well, only one team as of right now. Only one, only one league leader is in the Champions League round of 16 right now. Ooh. Atletico Madrid. Everyone else in the big leagues are in the Europa League. That's how hard the Europa League is now. The Real Sociedad's tied with Atletico on points. Yeah, so okay, we'll give the benefit of the doubt there. 
So let's just say, yeah, all the league leaders are in the Europa League. Yeah, this is the real Champions League. You see, Giuliano talks as garbage that Europa League's nothing. <laughs> Milan, the best Serie A team, is in here. Yeah, Roma, <laughs> the underdog, is in here too. So let's talk about the, let's talk about these ties for our Italians. I think there's some. We got some really good matchups here. Uh, let's, all, let's let's start with Milan. They're playing Red Star. Not going to be an easy game. Going into Serbia is never an easy game. Red Star has been playing good. Yeah, they finished second in their group, eleven points, but they've been uh, they've been excellent. So watch our Red Star, Milan. A little bit of history. Red Star used to be a pretty big team. They yep. won a Champions League. Milan, obviously, lots of history with Champions League. This will be one of the more interesting matchups. I don't think it's going to be straightforward for Milan. No. No, I really don't. Okay. I think they should scrape through and get into I think the next one, but I really think watch out for this game. Okay. Well, a lot of good players coming out from the Baltic area these days. Let's see what happens. It's true. You got a good point. Let's see what happens. Next, Napoli Granada. Not a, not I think it's pretty I think it's a good draw for Napoli. Yeah, Granada, they're sitting 7th. In La Liga, 18 points, 15 goals for, 20 goals against. They can see more than they score. Napoli doesn't beat these guys. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know, right? I don't know. The only thing Granada have going for them is that they're Spain. Spanish yeah. team. And Spanish teams... They always thrive in Europa League. It's their tournament. Do. They always do. It's their tournament. And they have the Italian team's numbers these days. It's true. It's true. Now let's move on to the big one. The big one. Roma Braga. The only one that's not going to come out. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Braga. Another team. Another hard match. No. Not straightforward. I know you think. I don't think so. I think Roma's going to dominate them. Yeah, they should. Paulo Fonseca has the way. They Paulo should. Fonseca knows these teams. But Braga is another stubborn defensive team. They don't score a lot of goals, but they play good defense. Paulo Fonseca will know how to break these guys down. I'm not Portuguese, worried about it. Right? He knows. Oh, he I'm knows. not worried. I'm not but worried. In their last six games, only lost once. Their most recent, they were on a five-game winning streak. Braga, in so all tournaments or in their... In La Liga. La Liga, yeah. no. Yeah. You can say the same thing about Roma. Not streak, though. They not can't put together runs. Yeah, well... I think Roma's Two-legged good. ties are completely different. They are. They are. It's a different animal. But Roma's got the second leg at home, which is what I like. So going to Braga... Get a draw, get an away goal. Yeah, get those away Come goals. home, win, finish them off. That's what I think. Uh, a couple of other interesting ties here. Um, first one, Arsenal Benfica. That's a pretty good one. Terrible Arsenal team who's yeah. almost in a relegation battle. Yeah. What up against a Benfica team that you wouldn't want to play? Mm-hmm. That's that's a team from Liga Nos that I wouldn't want to play. No. And we're going to probably get paired up with them in the next round. You watch. Yeah. It's just our luck. Uh, I think uh, Manchester United is going to say bye-bye in the first round. They're playing Sociedad. Yeah, possibly. You know what? The way Man U's going, though, they, they're, if they have a good Christmas, they might be up at the top of the Premier League, yeah, which is insane. Because uh, they were 15th around two, three weeks ago. Yeah. Man U playing Real Sociedad, who's joint uh, leaders in the Liga. This is probably the big match of the round. It is. Hands down. And that will be interesting. Uh, yeah. What man you are we going to get? No one knows. Nobody knows. No. No idea. Is there any other ones that uh, you fancy Tottenham, here? Wolfsburger, Dynamo Kiev Club, Bruges. So you got Bruges coming in. Uh, we have Antwerp, Rangers, Leicester, Slavia, Prague, Red Bull, Salzburg against Villarreal. Should be a good game. 
Red Bull Salzburg, Jesse Marsh's team. They yep. had a good Champions League campaign. They, I expect them to do some damage in this tournament. Yeah, they could. They could go on a good run. We have uh, Krasnodar. I think this is going to be the only Champions League team that's going to get knocked out. Krasnodar, yeah. Against, and I'm telling everybody right now, watch the Animal Zagreb. They are the dark horses of this tournament. I'm telling you. The Animal Zagreb, they have probably one of the best goalies, young goalies in Europe, and one of the best teams. Okay. Very good, skilled young team. A lot of good individual talent. I'm telling you, after this year, they're going to get picked apart. Every big team is going to be going after the players. This is a team to watch out for. You heard it from Giuliano himself. We also have the young boys versus Bayer Leverkusen, who is leading. Leading the the Bundesliga, yeah. Offenheim versus Molde. Molde. Granada, we said Napoli, Maccabi, Tel Aviv against Shakhtar Donetsk. It'll be interesting to see what they do. Lille and Ajax, which is actually a pretty big game. Lille finishing second in the Milan group mm-hmm. against it's Ajax. Ajax yeah. And then Olympiakos, PSV, Eidhoven. And also Dinamo Kiev against Club Brugge. Yes. That's a team to watch out for in this tournament, Club Brugge. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of nice little matchups here, especially once you get out of that round of 32. And Yeah, then you're going to get into seriousness. Even, yeah, it's, it's going to be a good tournament this year. It always is. It always is. That wraps up uh, Champions League and Europa League draw. Let's take it back to the City A. Match day 13. Here we go. First three games on Saturday. Let's start it. 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Fiorentina hosting Hellas Verona. Can you get a second point (laughs) at the home? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they're as it's as even as it gets. The last six games: two wins, two draws, two wins. Yeah, two wins for Alice Verona, two for Fiorentina, two draws. So that's about as even as it gets. Uh, but Fiorentina, this is not the same Fiorentina in no. the past few years. No, this is a team that's barely above the relegation zone. I think this is a team. Junichi's gonna sit back unless Fiorentina. I don't know. I don't know how Prandelli approaches this. If he's yeah. smart, he tries to sit back. Yeah. Don't concede uh, space to Hellas Verona because they'll fight yeah. only Zaccani, though. That's where they thrive. You give exactly. them that space, you're finished. And Fiorentina's defense is shown. You leave space, they're finished. Exactly. So it depends on how Prandelli approaches this. If he goes and tries to attack Verona, they're screwed. Yeah. Fiorentina. Um, other than that, I don't know what Prandelli does. Yeah. Juric, I think, probably wins this game on a set piece. Yeah, it's going to be one of those games where it's going to be like a one nothing game. I think I don't think Fiorentina scores in this game. Uh, their la- their last two goals was a ninety plus eight luck of a luck of a goal by Milinkovic, and their second goal that they scored under the Prandelli era was a penalty by Vlahovic. So I just think, especially against a Hell's Verona team that is so defensively sound, they're not going to be able to score. I think I agree with you. Well, set piece is going to be the difference. I think Hell's Verona is going to win one nothing. Yeah, I'm not going to say Verona. Verona has been yeah. too good. They shouldn't be dropping points to Fiorentina. No, I don't think so. Especially with Sylvester and that. Yeah. Fiorentina does not score more than one goal in this game. No, definitely not. If they get there. If they even get if to they the even get to that. box. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. So if you're listening, to both of us, we're telling you to take Hellas Verona. Moving on to the next game, 12 o'clock on Saturday. Sampdoria hosting Crotone. So Crotone is going to play Tinkerman. Can they make it three games no. in a row with points? No, no, not against not against Claudio Ranieri. No, no, and no. <laughs> Sampdoria, Sampdoria, Sampdoria is going to have to bring the game. So you know, Crotone now that's their game plan. Yeah. They've gone 
full defense like we said they should. Which they should, right? And it's uh, been working for them. Yeah, it's working for them. I just think Sampdoria is going to win this game. Because Sampdoria is coming off some great momentum. They got a big win against Hellas Verona. They want to keep that momentum going. They've claimed a few scalps already. This is a game realistic that Sampdoria should win. So they should. I'm saying Sampdoria is going to win this game. I'm calling a draw. Wow. I'm okay. Crotone a point. I think Giovanni Stroppa has figured it out. And okay. I think the team has it in them to get another drive. I think they're feeling good about themselves now. Mm-hmm. Building that confidence. Sampdoria is going to come to them. And uh, I think that's where Crotone is going to thrive now. I think they've cleaned up their game, got rid of the errors, because they used to make a ton of errors in the back. Now they know what to do. Down the field. That's it. Down the field. Stop passing in the back, because that's where all the mistakes happen. No, I just agree. get it down the field to mistakes. No, they've, they've, it's better they've gone that way. I just, I just don't see it. Yeah. Not against Sampdoria. So I'm trying to take the Sampdoria win. Giuliano is telling you to take the tie between Sampdoria and Calabria's finest in Crotone. <laughs> Let's move on to the next game. Parma hosting Juventus at the Ennio Tardini. This will be interesting. It will be. This will be Parma. Like we said, they've gone on, what, four games now undefeated? Or, sorry, five games undefeated, three draws, two wins. Yeah. What up against the Juventus squad that's dropping points at these lower lower yeah, this, level This is what teams. we've been saying. So what Juventus is going to show up here? That's, that's, the, that's the big question. Yeah. Right? Uh, is Pinaldo going to get another penalty? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Is Alvaro Morata going to get his head out of his culo and just put his head down and actually just score? Stop I don't know. With the refs? Yeah, I don't know. I think if Andrea Pirlo is very disappointed about how last game went, he's not going to make sure it ha- he's going to make sure this doesn't happen again. This is this is the last game before the Christmas break. Yeah. They'll have a break, but for the, they're they're not playing until the third of January after this game. Um. So, oh, sorry, they're playing in midweek. Sorry, sorry, I forgot about the midweek games coming up before the Christmas break. My apologies, everybody. Um, they don't want to drop more points. I think Juventus wins this game. I'm calling a loss for Juve. Oh my! I think Parma is gonna win it. I really do. I think Parma is another team. They feel good. Morale is high in that team. Morale is high in that team. <laughs> Luigi Seppe, I think he's found his form. And Bruno, uh, Bruno Alves and Osorio, great defensive pairing. I think they've figured it out. And uh, Juve is going to have to go to Parma. And Parma's biggest weapon, Jorginho. You give, that guy, you give that guy only weapon. You give that guy an acre, he can make it happen. So I'm going to give Parma, I think... Juve's going to get their first loss of the season. Wow. That's a the bold come, statement, I everybody. the games are coming too thick and fast. Juve, Juve aren't playing good as a team, and I think this is where you're going to see. That's a bold statement, everyone. You heard it here. Giuliano is predicting that Parma's going to beat Juventus. I feel it. I totally disagree, but maybe that's what we're here for. I had too much uh, prosciutto today, but I feel it. Okay, maybe. <laughs> too much prosciutto, yeah, probably... <laughs> Anyways, let's move on to Sunday's games. Uh, a snooze fest coming up first thing in the morning. You might as well just sleep in. Torino's hosting Bologna. <laughs> you have a Bologna team that I don't know what to, what to make of them right now. They're you know, they're in a bit of a weird spot. It's eighteen goals for twenty four against. Yeah, against a Torino team that twenty goals for thirty against. It's yeah, insane. It's insane. Thirty goals against already. Yeah. 
this again the 12 games in going into the 13th yeah 30 goals against already yeah that is horrendous it is this Torino team is abysmal and they're at home I think you will see Balotti score yet again because these are teams that he loves to feast on yeah that, that's the crazy thing is you look at the table at the bottom okay Torino like we said has 20 goals the teams around them okay I'm gonna throw Fidentina in the mix 17th 12 goals Genoa 12 Crotone 10 they're almost double every team around. Yeah. Imagine if their defense showed up. But they have the worst defense in the league. Yeah. If their defense showed up, they'd be mid-table. Yeah. Maybe even a little bit higher. Like I thought it. they'd be. But I think Giampaolo hesitates. I think he's afraid. And when your defense is so bad, you can't you can't yeah. sit back with such a bad defense. Yeah. You got to just go attack, use use your weapon Balotti. And try and outscore teams, I think. Because yeah. this team, the defense, there's no hope. I think if Torino loses this game, they're for sure going down. Do you think they learn from the Roma result? No. If Giampaolo doesn't get fired after this game, if he loses, I don't know. Because you have to be scoring against. You have. Yeah. You should give Bologna a run. This is one of the worst defenses in the league yeah. as well, Bologna. Like, so. Torino's next game is against Napoli. That's going to be easier. They have to win this game. They have to, but I just can't see it. I'm gonna call a draw in this game. I just don't. No, no, both teams don't impress me enough that they're gonna jump one over the other. Yeah, that game against Roma was killer. Yeah, three-one. Uh, yeah, and not really in it until they, you know, Roma took the foot off the gas. So yeah. it wasn't even the, that Torino played good. It was Roma stopped playing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give Torino a win here. Okay. They have played a lot of hard, tough teams, in all fairness. Like Inter, they played Sampdoria, who are, I'm going to say, decent. Juve, they played. They played uh, Udinese, who's been good. So And Roma. So it's been a tough two months. I'm going to give Torino the win here against this Bologna team. Right. I think this Bologna team, they're... I don't know what they I don't know. know. No idea. They're a mess, Bologna. Yeah. Well, they're just as much of a mess as Torino, but they're still higher for some reason. Yeah. But so I'm telling you, take the draw. Julian was telling you, take Torino win. Uh, next up on the on the docket, Pazza Inter hosting Spezia. They will make this game look really hard. Oh, <laughs> they yeah. will struggle against the Spezia. They will. <laughs> they're gonna make it look <laughs> harder than Lazio. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I, I don't know. I I don't know what to expect from Conte. We're gonna Inter Inter will play terrible. And win. and win. That's yeah. what it's going to come to. That's what I think. Spezia's going to dominate with the possession, everything. Yeah. Uh, but Inter are going to get a chance and they're going to score. Yeah. And it's going to have to be through Lukaku because he's the only player that can score. Yeah. And uh, it's going to be the same garbage Inter puts in every week. Yeah. And they're somehow going to pull it through. Yeah. They'll probably concede a goal too. Yeah. And uh, that's the way every game's been going for them. Pretty much. What do you think? I think Pazza Inter is going to win. It's good, but I said Pazza Inter. Yeah. It's it's going to be a grind. <laughs> a grind when it should like be. Like one nothing or two to one. Like like scoring in the last ten minutes to go ahead. Like it's nuts, man. Like the only thing Spezia have going for them, I think, is the games they've lost or drawn. They probably should have won the majority of those games. Mm-hmm. I'll give that to them. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they're still dropping those points. Yeah, and now they're. They've been going down and down and down the table every game, yeah. every round. So I think it continues the trend. Yeah. Because the Spezia team, that's what we were saying, punching above their weight. They actually, they 
they do get a lot of shots off. They do dominate games, but yeah. they don't create a lot of great goal scoring opportunities. No. So when you when you play offensive like that, you leave the spaces, but you don't really create a lot of good good opportunities. You're gonna lose. It's a, it's not a good it's not a good formula. It's like water and oil. It doesn't mix good. So uh, Vincenzo Italiano has to get that fixed. So we're both tired to take Inter to win this game. Next up, Benevento hosting Genoa. I mean, interesting game too. Uh, yeah. Be a tough one because Benevento. The both teams you don't are to expect, both, yeah. Both teams riding a high right now because they both got draws where they thought they weren't going to get anything. So you don't know, and you don't know what to expect from Benevento these days. No, you don't. Uh, going up against a Genoa team that is desperate for a result. Got, they got their big tie. They got their big tie, sitting three points out of, out of away from safety. So trying to catch Fiorentina. This is a game. If you're Genoa, you got to capitalize on. You got to beat the, the teams around you. And yeah. I, I, the same thing goes for Benevento, right? These teams, believe it or not, are very similar. Yeah, they they're are. similar, although the points don't show it. They, they are. They're evenly matched, these two. They are. They are. Like, like Genoa, 12 goals for, 24 against. Benevento, 13 goals for, 23 against. Like, yeah. it's close. It's close, and I just think that Mattia Perin back in back it with uh, Genoa gives Genoa a lot more confidence. Uh, does Mattia Destro get another start and carry some momentum into this game? I don't know. Yes, yeah, so you you go through the teams. You look okay. Who has the better goalie? Genoa. Mattia Perin. Yeah. Who has a better defense? I think Genoa has. Better. You have. They have better have players. Golden Eagles, Abacosta. Yeah. You know, Bani. You have good players in there. Masiello, like you said, former Atalanta player. Good defenders in there. Former body player. Former body player. <laughs> Benevento. I had to throw that in there. Their captain is out with the red card. Yeah. So, really, in the midfield, who are they going to be relying on? Yeah. You know, Genoa has good players in the midfield, whether they perform all the time. Storado yeah. came up with a goal. So, you give the edge in the midfield to Genoa, too. Now we move up to the forward line. Who has the edge? You have Panda for some reason hasn't seen a minute. Yeah, since he uh, qualified with North Macedonia for the Euro. Yeah, he qualifies and then he's the man's forgotten. Doesn't get any more time. And when he started the season, so good too. Yeah. So you have you have him. You have Destro. Yeah. On the bench for Genoa, you have Scamacca there too. Benevento, on the other hand, they have Caprari. They have uh, Lapadula, who kind of been more cold than hot this yeah. season. I'd also give the edge to the Genoa on the offense. Yeah, I just yeah. So Genoa. If Genoa does not win this game again. How does Rolando Marin stay in a job like this? Because he should be winning this game. He should be. I I, I would agree with you. I think Genoa's got to win this game, and they're going to win this game. Yeah, player for player, they're better. Yeah. And Marin has more experience than people in Zaghi. He's got to show his worth. He really does. And beat this team. And I think I think he will. I think Genoa. Yeah. You beat you. I mean, you tie Juve. You, tied. you feel good. Or sorry, you tie Milan. You feel good, and now you go beat Benevento. Yeah, that's the way I, I see it. For Absolutely. This game. Well, so we're both tired to take Genoa in this game. Next game up, and then there's some three. There's three doozies to finish it off. Uh, let's talk about Cagliari hosting Udinese at the Sardegna Arena. Yeah, another one. Best defense against the worst defense. Yeah. Oh, sorry, second, third best defense against the worst defense in the league, Cagliari. Yeah. Cagliari creates more goal scoring chances, I'd say, in their games compared to Udinese, but I feel like Udinese's changed that around. They found their way. They found their way they for have. sure. I'm going to I'm gonna say Udinese's going to win this game. I think Udinese has more to them. Yeah, I agree with you. I think... I, uh, I agree with you. 
Yeah. Yeah. So we're both trying to take Udinese. Di Francesco. He fixed it, but now it's like, what are you doing, man? It's like the team is going nowhere. There's no. Exactly. What is this team doing? Exactly. They tie three games in a row. They lose. They don't win. They win like once a month. It's no good. No, it's not. Udinese, on the other hand, they string wins together. They string draws together. They don't lose a lot of games. They They found their way. A lot of shots. Yeah. They found their way. So we're both trying to take Udinese in this game. Now it's one of the three big games of the week. Get to the the good stuff. Sassuolo hosting Milan. Here we go. Here we go. Both teams kind of out of form. Yeah. Hugo, what do you think? Both teams kind of out of form. It was good to see Cicicca Caputo come back. Uh, He should be in the starting lineup. He should be the starting lineup for this game. I think he makes a difference. I I just... Milan team is kind of... I've said this is the fall of Milan now because now Milan is going through going tough. I don't see Milan losing this game though because Sassuolo. I don't know if they have the capability to hang on. I'm gonna say these two teams are gonna draw. Milan's gonna be pissed, but they're gonna draw. Another draw for Milan. Eh? Another draw for Milan. I just don't see them losing, but I I I see a draw happening. Yeah, it's gonna be Hakan Kalinoglu. He's gonna be a huge piece in this game. Yes, he. Key... That's where Sassuolo has struggled against the yeah. creative players. Yeah. And if uh, Kalanoglu can get that space, which he should be able to, and he can stop hitting the crossbar and post, <laughs> if he can get some goals, Milan should win comfortably. Yep. But uh, football's a weird game. And, and Berardi, especially if Caputo comes back, is going to be a totally different dynamic because yeah. they've been struggling without their, their talisman up front. Yeah. And uh, we'll see what that trio can do. Locatelli, Berardi, Caputo. The other guys have to set up, set, uh, step up too. Jurdic too. He's kind of fallen off the map. Jeremy Boga yeah. has been playing good. But Sassuolo is due now. To do something. To do something. I really think they're due to do something now. Does this rotten streak continue of uh, you know not stringing together wins like they were doing at the beginning of the season? I'm going to give. Now, we know Milan's lacking in the defense positions. That yeah. Time isn't coming back this game correct no he's looking towards uh the Lazio game yeah I'm gonna give and it depends too on who Pioli selects for his midfield yeah I'm gonna give to swallow the edge in this game wow I'm gonna give them the win. well you need it as I an think, Inter fan I think <laughs> not well I think I think Milan's gonna get their first loss of the season I think Juve's gonna get the first losses of the season too like I said I think this is the weekend I don't know I feel like for some reason just to judge them by all the performances, the psychology of all the teams in the midweek, mm-hmm. I think a lot of the teams, they're playing scared these days. And I feel like the Sassuolos of this world, the Parmas, they don't care. Yeah. You know, we're never going to be at the top. Sassuolo kind of is now. The chances of us winning a Scudato are next to no. So let's just go in these games and, and challenge these teams. I think really that's how they approach it, these games. Okay. And uh, I just feel like the big teams like Milan, because they haven't been there in so long. They, they're going to feel the nerves. They, have, they already know? do. They already so, do. I think this this game is going to be uh, the first loss for Milan. Okay. Giuliano's telling you to take the swallow win. I'm telling you to take the draw in this game. Now, 12 o'clock game on Sunday. Atalanta hosting La Roma at the Stadio Aletti Azzurri d'Italia. So we are in Bergamo for this game. What do you oh, think? What do you think? What do I think? I just... I think we're we're talking about a tale of two different teams here. 
I, I see Roma with an objective of a top four that's on the rise, that's shown consistency aside from that Napoli game. They've, I think Fonseca's learned from that game because their their response back was a 5-1 drubbing and then a 3-1 win. So in their two Serie A games since that loss, they've scored eight goals and they've conceded two, which is saying a lot. Atlanta, on the other hand, I just, I'm not, I, I think we're seeing the fall of Atlanta. I think the time for Atlanta to go back into mid-table obscurity is here. Um, I feel that they were fortunate to get a 1-1 draw with Juventus. And, uh, you know, 3 nothing win against Fiorentina is... It's Fiorentina for crying out loud. <laughs> so, if you look at their, their last three games, I mean, they lost to Hellas Verona. They had that break against Udinese. They came out 3 nothing victors against Fiorentina. And they tied Juventus. I just don't know if they got gas in the tank week in and week out or th- every three days to play a big team. And Roma, like it or not, is a big team. <laughs> they are. They're losing this this weekend. <laughs> no, they are a big team. And uh, like I said, Roma, aside from that Napoli game, hasn't really had a bad game. The first game against Hellas Verona. But all I got, so before yeah, go ahead. you keep going, who else has Roma played, though, that's been a big team? Milan. And they conceded three goals. Juventus. So every, time, every time they've played a big team, they've conceded. I think Roma's figured it out, though. We got our guys back. We've been decimated by injury since the start of the season. Mm-hmm. We punched it, but we, we've handled Juventus. We've handled AC Milan. Can they beat a big team, though? I think they can. Because they, like we said, they tied Juve. They're due. They tied Juve. They they're tied due. Milan. They lost to Napoli. Lost to Napoli for nothing. I just think those are the three biggest games of the season. I just think they're due. And we throw Sassuolo in the mix too. They tied, so they haven't beat a team that's above them in the. And table now yet. it's time. And now it's time. <laughs> I don't no, think Atalanta's not even above them in the. I table. don't think Atalanta's a big team anymore. I really don't. They got too much drama in the locker room. They do. Golini had a fantastic game. Yeah, mind you, it's it's all going to rely on Golini. Is he going to show up? Is he going to show up? What kind of Eden Zeko are we going to see? Because we know he's going to start, mm-hmm. right? It'll be interesting to see how that Atalanta back three, how do, how are they going to handle, if Zeko's on, how are they going to handle Zeko, Mkhitaryan, and Pellegrini? Who do you think controls the game? Controls the game? Yeah. I think in this game, you're probably going to see Atalanta sh- control this game. They're going to try and go at, go after Roma. You Roma's- don't think he comes with the approach he had at Ajax? And play total football? No. No, but he didn't play total football. He no, played I know. So I know he played. He played like Saki. He sat back, to, like Saki used to play. Saki's Milan. I don't think he's gonna come at this Roma. I don't. Th- I think he's gonna come at this Roma team. I think he Gasparini is that kind of guy where he thinks he can come at this Roma team, and Roma's gonna love him. We're gonna suck him right in, and we're gonna hit them on the counter attack. That's what I think is gonna happen. Roma need to win this game to stay top four. Atalanta's gonna go into mid table obscurity where they belong. Yeah, because that's just the way they are. And I think Roma's going to win this game. Do you think this is where Roma has the, the Nap- Napoli Titus? Okay. They choke, too. Okay. One of the biggest choke artists in the past 10 years. Okay. They were. Let's face it. Yeah. When Juve were running away with the titles and it was Roma-Napoli fighting with them. And, and when Roma was fighting Inter for the titles back in the day, too. Every time Roma had a chance to make a statement win, whether it be Inter drop points or Juve drop points... They'd always lose their tie. 
and they play after both both teams, right? Yeah. In the schedule today, they play after Milan, after Inter, and after Juve. Three yeah. teams that are above them. Yeah. Can Roma handle the pressure psychologically? Because that has been shown they struggle with. Okay. <laughs> it's true, but, though, right? Yeah. No, you're right. So I just think it's different. It has. It's felt different under Fonseca. I'm gonna be. I don't, I'm not convinced that uh, by them that much yet. If they can make a big statement when it gets Atalanta here, then sure. But I haven't seen Roma. Like I said, they haven't beat a big team yet. They haven't. They tied. They tied them, except yeah. the Napoli game. The Napoli game was the outlier. Outlier. Um, but I'm gonna give Atalanta <laughs> the win here. Okay. I think. Hey. I just think Gasparini, he's going to pull off what he did at Ajax. I think he's going to go for that. I think it's either going to be an Atalanta win or a draw. Because I think Christian Romero, Dicmisti, and uh, Taloy, I think they're really good defenders. Golini, too, he's going to feel really good. And I think Gasparini is going to be very wary of Roma's attack. Mkhitaryan, Pellegrini, Jacko. He's going to be scared of them, and he's going to sit back in that mid-block and use the pata, Muriel, bring him on to sub and, and try and pick apart Ibanez and, and the gaps, right? So we'll see. I'm going to give Atalanta the edge just because of okay. the, I think the coach makes a difference here. Okay. I, I can't see Roma. I can't see Roma. I can't see Roma sitting back in this game. I just can't for some reason. I think okay. Atalanta will sit back because I think Roma has the better ball players in their team. Between Cristante, between Pellegrini, Vertu, they have better Pedro. Pedro, Pedro might be in this yeah, game. Is Pedro back? Yeah, so they have better players that can rotate the ball between them, as opposed yeah. to Atalanta, Martin Darun, Freuler. They're not really good passers of the ball. They're more just hustlers, right? Yeah, better at the defensive side of the game. So that's just my two cents. On okay, that. so Juliano said to take the Atalanta <laughs> win, and I'm telling you, that's all you heard there is the Atalanta win. I'm telling you, take the Roma win. Well, we don't agree on much this week. This week, I'm going. We I'm going crazy. This we week. don't agree on much this week. Now, what was in that uh, Torone? <laughs> it's extra honey. That's <laughs> it. Um, last game of the week: Lazio hosting Napoli at the Stadio Olimpico. What Napoli is going to show up? No Insigne. Nope. So Chucky and Dries. Honestly, I don't think Insigne is a big mess. No, I don't. Th- I think they play better without him. To be honest with you, I think you. so too. He's. I find he slows down Napoli's play. Yeah, I not Napoli. We've seen this, like you said, with Roma. Choke. They choke when it comes to the big games. Aside from that Roma game where they handle the pressure, like Roma, I think that Napoli is good is due for something to make a statement, especially knowing that Inter, Juve, Roma, and Milan all play ahead of them. So I'm tagging on to what you're saying. Okay. <laughs> I'm tagging on to what you're saying. It's true, though. They're the last game of the week. Yeah. They're trying to chase top four, especially if Roma wins the Atalanta game. It puts a lot of pressure on Napoli to yeah. keep up. Napoli has, player for player, they are better than this Lazio team. They're better in the offense. Yeah, Lazio basically, I think... Can you Na- believe Lazio sitting in minus two right now in goal differential? Minus two. Yeah. They just, they're, they're not a great team. They're not good. They're, they're a very situational team. Lots yeah, of. they're very situational. They're a one-trick pony team right now. That's right. Mm-hmm. Lazio's going to go into this game and try and survive. That's the theme. I sound like a broken record. But that's where they get the results, though. Yeah, but... In these I, games. 
Yeah, but this Napoli team is just player for player. They're just better from the goalkeeper to the attack. Oh, yeah. They are. And you know. And they're pissed off from that game against Inter. They are pissed off about that game from Inter. So usually when you see Napoli falter, you see a really quick response from them. That's the way Gattuso has his team set up. Napoli's not going to let this game go. So I think Napoli's going to win this game. Yeah, I think Napoli are going to have fire in them to go yeah. and uh, beat Lazio. Yeah. I think Lazio, they've fallen off the pace too much now. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I think their European chances are done. They're now fighting for Europa League spots. If that. The pressure's not going to be on them, I don't think, as much in a weird way no. to get a victory as, as opposed to Napoli. And something in the Lazio psychology this year, it's, it's not... Uh, it's not great. It's like they're they're happy with draws. Yeah, they're happy with scraping by. This yeah. isn't the Lazio that went out to win every game. No, like the previous seasons. No, it's a completely different Lazio mentality wise. Um, and Napoli, uh, they're definitely gonna have a fire, and they're gonna want to spank Lazio. I think so. After that result, they're, I think they, so. They definitely feel like they were robbed. Yeah, they absolutely. Were of three points. Absolutely. So we're both tired to take Napoli to win Napoli, this game. Yeah. Well. That sums up match day 12. Or sorry, that sums up our predictions for match day 13. Already. Crazy. Crazy. After match day 13, match day 14 goes on... uh, The first two games are on uh, December the 22nd. And then uh, December 23rd are the rest of the games. We'll make sure we recap match day 13 and predict match day 14 for you. Break down every game. Um, And then there's a big... There's a bit of a Christmas break there where the the City Out teams are off until January the 3rd. Um, Is there anything... uh, Is there anything you want to touch upon? No, just a bit of transformers, but nothing really. Yeah. I definitely want to talk about Graziano yeah. Pele. So, Graziano Pele, rumored to be going to Inter. Uh, he's homesick. He hasn't played in Italy since 2012, I believe. It's been that so, long. Yeah. No, has it been 2012? Probably. His last run was at Southampton, right, in Europe? So. That's right. That's right. So, to, it's been a long time. He's homesick. He wants to come home. And uh, who better to give him an opportunity than the guy that gave him the opportunity for La Nazionale, Antonio Conte. Um, <laughs> a pazza move. Uh, it is a pazza move. I've always liked Graziano Pelle. I thought he was an underrated striker, but he's now 35 years old. What can he offer you? So the, the, it's, it's clear that Inter doesn't have an alternate to Rom- Romelu Lukaku. Pinamonti is not a alternate to Romelu Lukaku. And Conte doesn't believe so either. Yeah. So, I think he hasn't been given a fair chance, like Erickson as well. No, he hasn't been given a fair chance, but realistically, he's not. And, uh, I don't know about this move with Graziano Pelle. I think it's wrong. I think it's wrong as well. I think it's wrong. I think you need a guy that's going to be the future of Inter, because how long has Lukaku got left? Not much. So, you need a guy that will go in there. Lukaku's young enough. He... He's young enough, and I think he takes care of himself good enough. He ha- at least has another, I think, four years, five years. He's just okay. He's just hitting his powers now. Okay, four or five powers. years. Why not bring in? Why not? Why not bring in someone young that can mentored by Lukaku, that's ready to go in four or five years that you see every third game? Because I don't even think Lukaku's refined enough to be honest. I think he has a lot of stuff to learn in his game. Oh, well, he does, but and. 
I wouldn't mind seeing a veteran striker, but I don't think Graziano is the answer. He's for that. slow. He does. He won't provide anything. No, he that won't. We already have. He won't. I if think, it is Graziano Pelle coming, yeah, you gotta add, gotta add something different to that squad. Yeah. You can't bring in, can't bring in a player like that. Yeah, like you look at, you know, Inter from 2010, the last one. You know, the different types of strikers they had. Yeah. Okay, they had a young Arnautovic. Okay, not that he played a lot, but they had a young Arnautovic. They had a Samoleto. Okay, we all knew the type of player he was. What we'd give to have a player like that. We had uh, Melito up front. Who else uh, was in the inter squad forward wise that I can remember? Uh, for the forwards, we had as well Pandev, as well Balotelli. So you have all these different styles of forward, and that's what inter needs. They kind of have it with Sanchez, Lautaro, they're a bit different. Lukaku, they're all different, but you need something else. You need. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know exactly what it is. Because all the strikers is really maybe you need not, Papu Gomez, and maybe maybe he is the answer. You need a, a goal scorer who's a threat outside the eighteen yard box, yeah. who can score a goal from outside the eighteen yard box, who can curl one in. And at the end of the day, it's Papu Gomez. Maybe it is Papu Gomez, a guy that can dribble at defenders. Yeah, play like a number ten, but as a number nine, if you have to, maybe yeah, maybe is the answer. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe he is. Uh, like I said, he's guaranteed. You know what he brings to City. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Graziano Pelle, we don't know where he's been. Yeah, he's been playing he's in uh, the Chinese Super League. I don't know how exactly. trustworthy that is, right? You know, all the all the great, not even the great Inter teams, but since we're talking about Inter, all the, any great team in the past that I can think of has always had at least two or three, definitely two world-class strikers. Yeah. And the third one's a great striker. They've always had great strikers. Yeah. Like Chelsea kind of reminds me of that right now with Olivier Giroud, Tammy Abraham, and uh, Timo Werner. Three great strikers that can get into a lot of teams. No, it's a lot of team. A lot of teams don't have that depth anymore. No, because the way the games evolved, a lot of teams just play one striker now, so it is yeah. different. But uh, Conte, if he wants to play two strikers, you got to bring in something different from what you have already. Yeah, we'll see what happens there. Yeah, we'll see what happens there. I think that was really the only real one. Was there anything else? No, uh, not for me. No. Transfer wise, really nothing much transfer. It's got it's you're, all the rumbles are gonna start picking up very soon. Yeah, there was just that one Ronaldo to Manu. They're saying yeah, but I doubt that's gonna happen. Yeah, I doubt it's gonna happen. We'll see what uh, Pogba maybe to Juve probably in the summer. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, other than that, uh, CPL-wise, uh, York 9 came out with a statement. They've changed their name to York United. Uh, I've changed the jersey. I've changed the crest. It actually looks really nice, by the way. Um, going in the right direction, uh, York 9 was kind of a weird name to begin with. York United is, is, is a lot better. And uh, they, for those of you interested in York 9... Support- how, how original, though? United. United. Yeah, I know. It's the European way, right? It's the European way. But uh, for those of you interested, um, York uh, has a has a pretty good fan base. They're 
they do play out of York uh, York University Stadium right now until their permanent home can get built. Um, but for those of you in the Toronto area looking to be part of the experience, uh, they are now uh, recruiting uh, members for their downtown group. Uh, so they will do like pub days, like pubs, and then uh, going down to the game right after. They're basically arranging trips like that, like the ultras, right? And uh, for those of you interested, follow them on Facebook. The They haven't come up with a name yet, but uh, should be pretty exciting. I'm telling you, this league is going to take off. This Canadian Premier League is going to take off, so get in early while you can. Um, other than that, uh, there is not much else. Yeah, that's it. So, thanks for listening. Um, enjoy the games this weekend. They are going to be some crazy games. And uh, we will be back once match day 13 is over to recap and predict uh, or preview uh, match day 14 for you. So, until then, ciao ragazzi. Ciao.